Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And it wasn't until about 15 years later I could actually take my first lesson. But I was hooked immediately because once I connected with the ball, found the sweet spot and it went up in the air, it's an intoxicating feeling. When Taba Dale lived in the Washington DC area, she'd go on her morning jog next to a golf course. She'd see people playing golf and Taba loves to be outdoors. So she would look at them and think to herself, I wanna do that. After taking up golf, she realized how much she enjoyed the sport. It's one of the reasons she moved to Scottsdale. Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. According to a study commissioned by the Arizona Alliance for Golf, in 2019, more than 10 million rounds of golf were played in the state. Arizona is largely known as a golf destination, but how did that happen? That's a question listener Emily Eater had for our team. In today's episode, producer Maritza Dominguez breaks down how golf's popularity grew in the Valley. Take it away, Maritza. Every day I drive by dozens of golf courses, and I always wonder to myself the same question Emily posed. You're probably thinking to yourself, it's the weather, of course. That's one major factor to its popularity. But you'll learn that there are some interesting characters who were influential in making golf a major attraction to the state. As someone who's not well-versed in the sport, I sat down with Taba to learn about the history of golf. After falling in love with the sport, Taba has dedicated her time in researching golf history to the point in which she published a book about Scottish golf stories. The game of golf probably was played since the early 1400s, and the first written reference to golf is in 1457 when it was banned by Parliament. So it had to be pretty popular for it to be banned. Taba said it was banned because they thought men were better off practicing their archery to protect the realm rather than playing golf. It wasn't until the mid-1800s where we started to see the sport played in a more professional arena. The first golf tournament was the Open Championship that took place in 1860 at the Prestwick Golf Club in Scotland. And letters were sent out to different clubs inviting the, the professional golfers who are affiliated with those clubs to come and play in this event. Golf would later make its way to the States because of Scottish immigrants. Canadian Charles B. Macdonald spent his college years in Scotland and was mentored by golf legend Old Tom Morris. He learned to love the game of golf. After arriving to the States in the early 1890s, he realized there was nowhere to play. So he was one of the first people to say, well, we've, we've got to have courses. And um, so he, he became himself 
what we now call a golf architect, but there was no such profession at the time in the 1800s. McDonald created a basic nine-hole course in suburban Chicago, now called the Downers Droves Golf Club. As the sport's popularity gained ground, the need for courses grew. Realizing his ability to design courses, McDonald returned to Scotland. He surveyed their golf courses and replicated similar aspects in the U.S. So how did a Scottish sport make its way to Arizona's desert? To answer this question, I met up with Ed Gowan with the Arizona Golf Association. Well, golf in Arizona probably began in the 1880s, 1890s at the mining towns uh, where people uh, had excess time and they might have a few clubs and knock a ball around. Golf as we know it today didn't exist then. Um, you know, there were championships, but mostly back east, the USGA, United States Golf Association, was created in 1894 with five clubs joining. So golf really was uh, at a fledgling stage then. Ed said throughout the 1920s, the sport gained ground. Then in the late 1930s, Bob Goldwater, the brother of Senator Barry Goldwater, stepped in. As an avid golfer, he took over the planning and promotion of the Phoenix Open. At the time, it was a smaller tournament. Motivated to bring popularity to the tournament, he invited his Hollywood friends. The reason the Phoenix Open was held is that Bob was a friend, a very, very close friend of Bing Crosby and Bob Hope and those people, and he would bring them over for tournaments at Phoenix Country Club. Well, since those Hollywood people were very much behind in supporting the professionals at that time, because there was very little money for professional golf, Phoenix and the Phoenix Open became a mainstay for professional golf, basically because of Bob Goldwater, then the Thunderbirds with his Hollywood friends, and that's how it started to grow. And that's how it became known that if you were going to go someplace in the winter, Phoenix was your destination. The Waste Management Phoenix Open is now one of the biggest golf events in Metro Phoenix. While the Valley became known as a golf destination to professional golfers and the Hollywood folks, it wasn't until a 1983 televised golf tournament that brought new attention to Scottsdale in the Valley. The reason Arizona golf grew was with the advent of significant air conditioning and then the visibility that was created by the Desert Highlands Golf Club in the first Skins game, which was a competition held in the early 80s. It was televised on NBC all over the country, with four players vying for prize money. The years have been good to these four, Player, Palmer, Nicholas, and Watson, and they have been great for the game. They meet today under the craggy stare of Pinnacle Peak. The Arizona desert was seen as an eye-catching location to play golf, the opposite of the beachside golf courses in Scotland. Uh, the vistas basically opened up people's eyes to come here to play golf. And there were always courses here that the locals played, but it really wasn't a visitor destination until the early middle 80s when television and uh, competitions like the Phoenix Open started to open people's eyes around the world to the beauty of the desert. 
With new attention to Scottsdale's golf courses, the city began to develop. Herb Drinkwater, the Scottsdale mayor in the 1980s, is attributed to the development and promotion of Scottsdale as a tourist destination. And Scottsdale has never stopped marketing. Other places have marketed off and on. We have uh, resorts all over the state that are very successful and market independently, but Scottsdale has done, uh, let's say, I wouldn't say a better job, but they're farther along in the development of awareness throughout the world. Ed said there are 340 courses in the state. A little over 200 of them can be found in Metro Phoenix. According to a study commissioned by the Arizona Alliance for Golf, the industry has an economic impact of $4.6 billion in the state. They also found that over 50,700 jobs are supported through the industry. So how does Scottsdale promote itself as a golf destination? I spoke with Jerry Rose. He's the vice president of Communication Links, a marketing agency that works with experienced Scottsdale to help promote tourism and specifically golf in the city. They focus their marketing efforts on out-of-state travelers. But the biggest focus probably is domestic travel. Um, second to that would be, you know, Canada, for golf, I'm talking Canada and then maybe Mexico. Um, and then they do, discuss, the experience guy still goes out and they do outreach to uh, like a lot of trips to Europe to introduce to those markets. Jerry said the retirement population is where they focus their attention. They look at folks who live in the Midwest, like Minnesota, Wisconsin, but also California. So we know that there are golfers in those areas that want to come to Scottsdale because that's just been the pattern for a long time. So we go, okay, that's our starting place. Now let's find golfers. And then you find golfers through whether, you know, it's through um, targeting on like what they search or, you know, what they buy or whatever like that. So we just find our golfers and we, and we say, okay, these people, like if they're, let's say in Western Canada or something, and we say, okay, these people have a uh, predisposition or at least they've proven themselves to want to come down to Scottsdale and play golf in the winter. So, and they're golfers, great, let's send them a message. Let's get in front of them and, and tell them what a great destination is and let's have them come here and not to some of our competitor markets. Jerry said, now it's not just senior citizens who are traveling to play golf these days. The increase in the sports popularity is gaining ground in new demographics. As the world shifts, we get a lot more families traveling now. So there's kind of a dichotomy where you get like families coming out or you get groups of friends coming out and they can both work golf into those itineraries, whether it's, you know, hey, look, we're really into golf. And so we're just going to go, you know, hit all the big golf courses we can play. And we're just going to do that thing. Or we know Scottsdale's a great destination for golf and we like golf and we're going to grab, a, you know, hit a, hit a couple of them and have a good time. While the majority of industries took hits because of the COVID-19 pandemic, golf wasn't one of them. According to the National Golf Foundation, there was a 42% increase in golf equipment sales in 2020's third quarter sales than in 2019. There was also an increase in total rounds played nationwide. If you're one of the many who took up golf during the pandemic as a way to get outside, I asked Taba, who you heard from at the top of the episode, for some of the best courses you can play. I would start with one called uh, Wikopa, which is on Native American land, and there are two courses there. One in particular designed by Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw. It's more walkable, 
She also suggested the Quintero Golf Club. Taba has played on one of the oldest courses in Scottsdale in Ireland. Nevertheless, the appeal to the courses in the valley is still there. They're beautiful. <laughs> and the environment, the desert, it's exotic for a lot of golfers. I think, I think it's our weather here that's the big, big attraction. This is why Scottsdale and Phoenix and all of Arizona is known as a golf de destination all over the world. After speaking with these three golfers, each of them said, if you're planning on taking up golf, taking lessons will help you better enjoy the game. So the first thing I would do would be to find a place nearby, call us or uh, visit your local golf course, uh, take a series of lessons, go to the driving range, learn to hit the ball before you go to the golf course. The better you hit the ball, the more fun you're going to play. Although I've never played golf on a course, it's interesting to know that the brother of a U.S. Senator is largely the reason why we have major golf events in the Valley, like the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Kayla, have you ever played golf before? I have not, unless you count Top Golf. <laughs> All right, listeners, as a courtesy note, audio in today's episode came from Desert Highlands on YouTube. If you've got more questions about sports in the Valley, make sure to submit them to our team at valley101.azcentral.com. And if you're a regular listener of our show, please consider supporting it by subscribing to azcentral.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic. Also, if you're a fan of Arizona politics, be sure to check out The Gaggle, our sister podcast that breaks down local issues and helps you keep up with the state's political news. And for all of your golf needs, you can visit golfweek.usatoday.com. All right, see you next week.